0: Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan, and thank you for listening today. Uh, If you have not uh, followed the podcast, uh, I encourage you to do so. We have some really exciting things coming up, Uh, things like, uh, is systemic racism a real thing? Uh, Should we be uh, actually supporting BLM as a Christian? Things, Things like this coming up in the very near future. Uh, and today we're going to take a look at, does the Bible support racism? But before we do that, I want to encourage you also to, um, to, to communicate with us. And let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, let us know if you have any questions or, or anything uh, associated with it. And uh, you can do that at 4 sense at gmail.com. And again, that's 4, F-O-R, uncommon sense at gmail.com but let's let's dive into the question that we have before us today and that's does the bible support racism? Uh obviously racism is something that we are dealing with quite a bit in in today's life. Uh we we uh, have seen a, a real focus on racism uh here within the last I say a uh, few years and um, and and there's some question whether or not the Bible supports racism, or is uh, supporting an anti-racist rhetoric. Um, and so so let's let's define racism, uh, and and let's let's make sure that we're we're talking about the same thing. We're talking apples to apples, uh, so to speak. Uh, racism is defined as prejudice, uh, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. So that is the definition of racism. And uh, it, it is basically saying that someone has a prejudice. Someone uh, is is demonstrating uh, discrimination based on the color of one's skin and in them thinking that their race or their skin color is superior. And so... Uh, that, that is what we're going to be operating on uh, as, as our definition. Uh, other forms of prejudice uh, are things like colorism and xenophobia. Uh, colorism, of course, is a, a form of racism. Uh, it it uh, is defined as prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, let's say. Typically, this is amongst people of the same ethnic or racial group. Um, and so you can, you could literally be someone who is, let's say black, uh, and, uh, and, and be uh, racist against someone who is maybe a little lighter, um, in skin tone, uh, or vice versa. So uh, like I say, there, there's basically like racism within a race. Uh, xenophobia is defined as uh, a dislike, uh, or a prejudice against people from, uh, uh from other countries. So, uh, really, the the um, almost a, the 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 real definition of z- xenophobia is is that we are uh, scared of someone. You have you have a phobia. Um, you have a fear of of the uh, of people of uh, unknown uh, people. So uh, people that are not like you uh, or from another country. Uh, that is the definition of xenophobia, which again is a uh, spin off of racism. Uh, scripture clarifies that there is one human race so we know in looking at the bible that there is literally one human race we are all humans we are human beings and god created humanity in his image now that's important god created everyone in his god's image Yet we learn from the Bible that there are many different nations and ethnicities. Uh, we see that there are some of the most mentioned um, in the Bible. And, and, and some, some are like, for instance, if, if you have your notepad out, <laughs> I'm going to throw a couple of, of these at you. Um, well, we're not going to dig into these uh, here, but I, I encourage you to do so on your own time. But we, uh, we see things like uh, the Arabs... Uh, they uh, are mentioned in uh, Isaiah 13, verse 20, uh, and Acts 2, verse 11. We see Egyptians in Exodus 14, 4, Isaiah 19, 1. Uh, Greeks are mentioned in Acts 17:4 and 1 Corinthians 1, 22. The Israelites of course uh, in Genesis 49 uh, 28 and Romans 11: 1 and of course the Romans themselves uh, that's Matthew 27 and uh, verse 11 and Romans 1 verse 15 so uh, like I say take take your time take uh, go, go look at those uh, scriptures and and others those, those are just some that, that I've picked out here but um, but we we are it's clear that the Bible does clarify that yes we are all one human race But it does mention that there are other nations and there are other um, people types, and so um, so it it starts to break things down here uh, in into uh, groupings. Uh, Does that that obviously then uh, poses the question: Does the Bible prioritize some of these groups over others? Um, And and that's that's what we want to want to really see and dig into here today. The Israelites were God's chosen people, but God's love and care was extended to every nation. God doesn't prefer one ethnicity or nation over over another. Um, and, and 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 let's look at let's look at at, at why I say that. Uh, for instance, God um, instructed Noah to go to Nineveh. Now this is a this is a, uh, a really interesting thing to look at here when it comes to. Uh, um, when I say uh, Jonah, uh, he he sent Jonah to uh, Nineveh, and Jonah and the whale. Many people know that um, that, that Bible story uh, where God said to Jonah, "Jonah, <laughs> go to Nineveh." <laughs> and, and, uh, and and why did he, God say that? God said to Jonah to go to Nineveh because he wanted to. Um, him to preach repentance to those people and he wanted them to be saved from destruction so that's what he was calling Jonah to do many we, we oftentimes with the story and we, we we get so caught up in, in in the big fish or the whale or whatever that that we forget about what was being done there in the first place and that was God was calling Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach and to be a prophet and say, look, you guys need to turn around and you need to repent and you guys are on the wrong path and you're going to be destroyed if you do not uh, repent and turn toward God. And and what was Jonah's response to that? Jonah's response was that he went the other direction (laughs) from Nineveh and said, I don't want to do that. Why did he do that? Why was that... Jonah's reaction. Jonah's reaction was because he didn't like the Ninevites. The Ninevites were a were a nasty people. They were definitely not followers of God, and they were doing a lot of things that were very anti-God. and 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 Jonah had the attitude of, well, it would be nice if God did destroy them. <laughs> They they were a powerful nation. They, they were one that had a lot of influence. And so Jonah's thinking, hey, if, if God destroys them, is that really bad? And and so when God says to Jonah, Jonah, go to these people that you don't like and go preach to them and tell them, you need to turn around right now, or you're gonna be destroyed. What is his reaction? God, I'm heading the other way. You know what? I'd love to do that, God, but oh boy, look at the time. <laughs> and, and it just so happens, I got to go the opposite direction. I mean, if, if it God, if it was on my way, I, I might be able to do that. But you know, just not in the cards. I, I literally have to go in the other direction. If you could find somebody else, that's awesome. But you know, unfortunately, I'm just a little too busy today, God. And that was Jonah's reaction. And so what did well, as, as as many people know what happened was that uh, he got on a ship and he headed the other direction and of course the, the big storm came up and they threw him over overboard knowing that he was the cause of of this storm that god was creating this and uh and and then he gets uh swallowed up by the big fish and spit out onto the land um being saved from the ocean and the storm of course and and, and, and and what's even interesting amongst that, uh, kind of a side note here is that Jonah wasn't spit out on the beach of Nineveh. He literally had to walk then miles in order to get there. And so he had to he, he had to show the fact that he himself had repented of what was in, in, in a way, racism here. And, and and had to go do what God had instructed him to do, and and again, that's a whole another story, uh, really interesting one. Uh, but uh, uh, but we'll stop there. Uh, we also see instances in the Bible uh, where um, uh, where they're in the, they're, there's in the Old Testament uh, where we see that those that were not Jews, um, you know that that they actually uh, co- converted. Uh, and, and and even though they weren't Jews, they converted uh, to be followers of God, such as Ruth, uh, Zipporah, and others. Uh, we know, of course, in the New Testament, there are examples. Um, and, and there is, like, for instance, if you read Galatians 3, 28, uh, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one, in Christ Jesus, you see, the Bible's talking here specifically that that there yes we we that there are segregations and there there is uh, there, uh, there, there we're, we're all one human race, and yes we we can uh, separate ourselves out and and be uh, different from each other, but that. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female. Yet are there males and females? Yes, there are. But what this is saying is that you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3:28. In Paul's writing to the church of uh, of Galatia, he uh, we we are challenged to consider how Jesus united all of us as brothers and sisters, regardless of ethnicity or nation, uh, Jesus, uh, of course, he died and rose again uh, from the, uh, you know, for the entire world, it, 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 not just one specific people or what he he died and rose again for the entire world, and instructed his disciples to go into all nations and to share the gospel so that every nation and generation could have the opportunity for eternal life. Jesus did the unimaginable. When he approached the, the Samaritan, even when he walked the earth, he approached the Samaritan woman at the well. You know, we can, If you want to read about it, it's, it's John 4. Jesus, a Jewish man, took time to speak with a Samaritan woman. And he treat, treated her honestly and showed her mercy. And he told her that he was indeed the Messiah and invited her into eternal life. You know, Samaritans were um, not well liked when it came to to the Israelites and and the Jewish people. Um, they were kind of, uh, I guess you could call them half breeds or whatever some people would call that. That, that they they um, they were just not not Jewish enough, and they were uh, they, they they had uh, um, they, they had become kind of an adversary or and and. Uh, had to form their own own nation, they had to group together. Uh, and so, uh, here's Jesus treating them exactly the same as he would anyone else. And that was completely contradictory to society at the time. Uh, Jesus also shared a radical parable in which the hero of the story was a Samaritan. That's Luke 10. Once again, Jesus spoke against the racism that existed between Jewish people and Samaritans throughout Uh, through this powerful story Uh, so even though there are no passages I mean we can't uh, see in the Ten Commandments uh, that one says thou shalt not be a racist (laughs) Um, so there, there are no passages that specifically answer the question of how God feels about racism there are scriptures that give us plenty of guidance about God's love for all of his people you know at after uh, this, I want to read Revelation 7, 9 here. And I want you to, to really concentrate here on, on, on what God feels about racism. Uh, and this is, of course, end time type stuff. And it says this. It says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. You see, this is a passage that is is describing a, a wonderful event that brings everyone together. It does not matter from what people... Um, tribe, language, doesn't matter. Everyone is together, and they're worshiping God, and it's going to be such a beautiful, beautiful scene. And racism has, has no place here. Uh, scripture teaches that God created all human beings in His image. The Bible makes it clear that racism is wrong and entirely contradictory to God's command to love our neighbors. Yeah, you know, his unconditional love and and the teachings of Jesus uh, are are just very clear here, and and we we know that that uh, racism does exist, that people uh, can think of themselves as superior just simply based on the the color of their skin, but um, but you know what's what's really cool is that we have seen throughout history how the Bible and and Christian teachings have uh, gone to um, mitigate that uh, in some cases bible ideas have led to the abolition of practices that uh that every other culture in history had embraced, such as like slavery for instance uh we know that that uh that slavery ha- is is not something that was uh an American thing I mean this is something that has been around for ages and ages and ages way way before anything here in america but because of of the the bible and and the teachings against racism uh we know that that slavery was abolished here in in our country um because of those biblical teachings modern cultures uh impacted by christian heritage often take for granted that civil rights racial equality uh, freedom and so forth are, are moral imperatives because if if we aren't if we don't have a moral base, then, then then why is slavery wrong? If we don't have a biblical moral base, then why is racism wrong? Why can't I think of myself as superior because of the color of my skin? These are biblical concepts. And in truth, those beliefs are are anchored in, in, in biblical teachings. Um, as as we've just gone through here today, uh, we are going to to dig into this uh, some more, and uh, we're going to get into you know, things like is is uh, systemic racism uh, a thing? Uh, can we be racist? Uh, trying not to be racist? Uh, should should Christians support Black Lives Matter? Um, what is equality of outcome? Uh, th- these type of of things that we're dealing with uh, today. Uh, are things that we're going to get into just a little bit more in the next podcast or two, and so I, I encourage you to uh, to tune in uh, and and listen to these uh, upcoming podcasts. If you have any questions, if you have uh, any, any kind of comments, I'm I'm, I'm completely open, uh, both the positive and negative comments, <laughs> uh, and and those can be sent, of course, directly to me uh, at four uncommon sense at gmail.com. That's four, F-O-R, Uncommon Sense, at gmail.com. Until then, thank you for listening.